The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Okay, hi everyone. We have another guest here today, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Dina. I'm a D2 going into my third year at dental school at USC, and I'm super excited to be here today. Yeah, thank you, Dina. I'm looking forward to it, too. Um, One of the main reasons that we wanted to bring you on is just if any of our listeners are thinking of starting a family during dental school, I wanted to kind of pick your mind about that process and how it's been going for you. So, um, did you enter dental school thinking you would get pregnant or is it something you and your husband thought about after the fact? Yeah. So, um, we knew that we wanted to be young parents. So, um, we didn't necessarily think dental school, but we knew, you know, maybe towards the end of dental school, once I graduate, we try to start having kids, um, things got a little accelerated for us just because, um, or I guess our timeline got a little accelerated just because, um, I had a lot of health issues. So, um, I had a lot of ovarian cysts, I needed surgeries. Um, so doctors, you know, told us it was more advantageous if we started trying for kids sooner rather than later. So, um, wasn't something that I necessarily thought I'd be going, I mean, I, I never thought I would, um, you know, go through, pregnancy my second year, which is notoriously the toughest year of dental school. I, you know, was hoping it would be third or fourth year when things settled down a little bit, but that was just kind of our timeline and what we had, we had to do as a family. And so, um, we had to do what we had to do. Have you liked having, I mean, being married in dental school, how that, how has that experience been for you? Yeah. So, that's been really cool. Um, just to have the support of my husband throughout, you know, the tough years in dental school, um, planning the wedding was difficult with, uh, cause I planned the wedding, uh, for 200 people, I think was our wedding two or 300 people. Um, and we planned it during my first year in dental school. So that was challenging <laughs> because not only, you know, was I class president, not only was I, in dental school, trying to take the classes and do well and do labs. I was also trying to manage this wedding. So that was tough, but overall it's been amazing. So yeah. A good answer though. Thank you. Yeah. I I know some people in our class are married, like there's all different kinds of life phases in dental school, which I think is really nice because you can find like people that are living life, like similar to you and like they're, I think some people get nervous about going to dental school if they're like non-traditional even. I know you're still relatively young and everything and you came from undergrad into dental school, but some people that are maybe from a second career, they just get like nervous that it's going to be not like an accepting environment. But at least for us, I feel like we have people in like every life stage in our class and it's is very like welcoming. I don't know if you feel the same at your program. Yeah, 100%. Um, we have you know, older parents who have kids, we have, um, I think the youngest in our class is like 19 or 20 years old. So we have a huge range. So like you said, it's amazing to, um, kind of connect with both phase with all these phases of lives, life, I guess. And, um, to mingle with a bunch of different types of people who are at different places, I think is really cool. 
What was your process from undergrad to dental school? Did you start right away or did you have gap years? How did that work? Yeah, so I did um, five years at USC. So traditionally, students will do four years of college, graduate, and then apply, or uh, I guess apply in their fourth year. Um, I took a fifth year, and that was because I transferred from the University of Oregon to USC. So a lot of things didn't transfer. So I needed that fifth year just to kind of finish my science courses. Um, I did a lot of um community service. I did research. So I did a lot of extracurriculars to strengthen my application. So I used that fifth year to, um, to kind of finish all that. So I took a fifth year, I applied between my fourth and fifth year, um, and then got accepted and started right away. That's amazing. And I commend you for like following with what you wanted to do and switching those switching programs. Was that like a personal life situation or did you just want to get closer to where you wanted to go to dental school? What was the process for that? Yeah. So that was, um, it was mostly because the weather in Oregon was not what I was used to. So I'm from Southern California. Um, it's always sunny here. So going somewhere that was cold and rainy, um, was a bit, a bit difficult for me. So after 10 weeks, 12 weeks, I think it was, I decided to transfer back home and USC, you know, is amazing. And plus they had the dental school. So that was one reason that I, you know, wanted to go to USC. And I'm kind of jumping around. I'm sorry with all the different questions, just getting to know you a little bit, but now that you're in dental school, do you know what you'd like to do when you graduate? What type of dentistry you'd like to practice? Yeah. So now that we've kind of gone through all of our rotations, which you probably have too, the sim lab rotations, um, I really like orthodontics. So um, I know that I don't want to stay general. uh, So I'm planning on taking the GRE in the next few months, applying to an ortho program, um, which might make things difficult with a baby, but luckily I have family here to help me. But that's the plan as of now. That's incredible. I feel like you do a great job at ortho. You definitely have the people skills I feel like is so important, especially with ortho because I don't know. I, I just, I feel like everyone has such fond memories of their orthodontic because you're in such like a, a vulnerable position when you're going to get ortho treatment. And it's just a really special relationship. I feel like it's mm-hmm. different than a general dentist between the patient. It is. And one thing that um, I'd really urge your followers and your listeners to kind of do in dental school is really um, pay attention to what your strengths and what your weaknesses are. So for me, my weaknesses were using the hand drill. So I had classmates drilling for the very first day and they, you know, were, had magical hands and were, you know, that was their strength. They, they were able to do crown preps so beautifully. And for me, that came very, that was very hard for me. And no matter how much I practiced, it was very difficult for me. And I didn't find pleasure in that. So there were times where I questioned dentistry. I was like, I don't know if dentistry is for me. Um, And then as soon as I took other classes like orthodontics, removable prosthodontics, and I started using my brain a little bit more than my hands to solve the problem by designing fixed partial or removable partial dentures by designing, um, the retainers and all that stuff, um, which still requires hand skills, but a lot of your brain, it's like architecture kind of, um, I realized those were my strengths and that I didn't have to run away from dentistry. I could actually pursue something that was, um, like, like a different branch of dentistry. So, um, instead of, you know, kind of getting down on yourself, you know, because of your weaknesses, which is something that I did kind of using those to figure out, okay, what, 
what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And what career path kind of falls in line with those? That's really nice advice. And I totally agree. It's important to have that self-reflection and to avoid, it's so hard, but to try to avoid comparison, like it's nearly impossible, but as much as you can, like it's just, it can be devastating if you worry too much about what everyone else is doing instead of focusing on your own abilities. Yeah. 1000%. Do you have any input for people that might be struggling with that, whether it's like just comparing themselves to classmates or maybe doubting if dentistry is right for them? Um, like I said, for me, that was one of the biggest challenges. And there were times, like I said, where I not only doubted dental dentistry as a career for me, but I actually almost acted on that. And I almost, I almost left dentistry, um, halfway through the program, just because I was not happy. I was, like I said, comparing myself, the biggest thing, um, that I realized, and I guess the advice I would have for those who are in that situation is to, like I said, look at your strengths, look at your weaknesses, remind yourself that just because you are, you may not be good at one particular thing, which is very normal. Um, look at your strengths because the people who you're comparing yourself with, let's say you don't have good hand skills, but someone has really good hand skills. You definitely have some strength that that other person doesn't have. So there's, there's a balance, you know, just because you're not good at one thing doesn't mean you're not good at everything. So for me, I really excelled in the science classes and the academics. So I constantly reminded myself, okay, my strength is, or are, are the sciences. So just reminding yourself, you know, that just because you're not good at one thing doesn't mean you're not good at everything. Um, and then also for me, what was tough was on Instagram, just seeing everyone's um, pictures of their beautiful work that they were doing, uh, because I spent hours on my preps and my crowns and my temporaries. And I, you know, wasn't even close to what people were posting. Um, so what I had to do is I just muted people on Instagram. Cause I'm like, I just can't see this right now. Um, and that was kind of beneficial for me. I just kind of went off my Instagram and just, um, yeah, I just tried to tried to focus on me rather than everyone else around me. Yeah. Those boundaries are very, very important. And like most people don't post, Hey, like I failed an exam today. Like you don't know what difficulties other people are going through. So you just can't like be picking everything apart. Like you said, just really focus on yourself is so, so important. Yeah. And I mean, in undergrad, people don't really post for the most part, like, Hey, I got an A on this exam or Hey, I got, but in dental school, it's different because it's more accepted because you're posting your artwork that you're creating. So it's not people posting, Hey, I got an A on this, but people are posting their amazing work. And so that was different from undergrad, you know, to dental school, um, which is amazing. Like I'm so happy for my friends who, you know, I'm just going to put that out there. I'm so happy for my friends who, who, who are, who do succeed and who excel in, in the hand skills portion. Um, they work hard and they deserve to post on Instagram, their beautiful work. Um, but it's difficult. Like I said, when you're in lab all day and you're working your booty off and you're, you come home starving because you haven't eaten all day and you're like, wow, my stuff that I worked on all day doesn't look good. And then you see stuff that does, it's tough to see, but. And you talked about though, that you found a lot of success in the academic portion of dental school Do you have advice for people for figuring out like the best study habits, transitioning from undergrad into dental school? 
Yeah, so I really attribute a lot of my success in the science courses to me have taken um, anatomy in undergrad. I took anatomy, I took immunology, and those two classes, especially at USC, um, was predominantly what you learn your first two years in the sciences. So that would be my biggest suggestion. You kind of get that edge ahead of everyone else. Um, you're one step ahead because you've already seen the material. So now when you learn it, you're learning it for the second or third time. Um, as far as study habits, uh, in dental school, you're, you have so much work. You have lab work. You have um, school work that you have to do. Um, there's so much that it's, it can get overwhelming and you, you can, I'm trying to put this in the best way possible, but um you can literally stay up every single night for months at a time and still feel like you're behind. So what I would do is I would just focus all day. I'd wake up, you know, early I'd study. And then by the time seven or eight o'clock hit, everything was put away. Um, I really tried to do that and spend time with my husband, spend time with my family, my cats and every, you know, everyone, friends and stuff. Um, because, I noticed myself just studying every minute of the day throughout the night. And I was like, I'm I'm getting burnt out. So I'd stop it at a certain time and I would um, schedule things like tennis practice so that I had something to look forward to instead of aimlessly kind of studying. Um, And the one other thing that I did do is that I would make schedules for myself. So I would have a list of things I had to do and I would say, okay, from 11 to 12 o'clock, I'm going to do this from 12 to one. I do this. So I'd hold myself accountable instead of just having the whole day. You know, I, I noticed myself sitting around or cleaning the house, but this was like, if I had a schedule and I could cross things off my to-do list, I found that that really helped me. That's great. And that's great time management advice as well. That was something else I wanted to talk about, but I feel like you covered it really nicely there with how you like to schedule out your time. So I have a couple more questions about USC. So if someone listening is considering attending there for dental school, what would you say are some of the highlights of your program? Um, Yeah. So I love USC, first of all, as a campus location wise, um, I went there for undergrad I continued on through dental school and, you know, campus is amazing. Atmosphere is amazing. Um, as far as the program, I'd say they really excel in the um, clinical aspect. So uh, even though I say, you know, my hand skills are subpar in my view, <laughs> they're average in my view, um, it's still above average if you look at it compared to other places. So um, they get the drill in your hand, literally pff, I think first day of orientation, you start drilling. So um, it's amazing just how early on they get you, they get your hands wet, they get you into it all. Um, Clinic, you know, they, I mean, we started doing cleanings our second year. Um, We started seeing patients, I think the end of our first year, we started seeing patients and we've done like 10 cleanings since then. So you're really getting a lot of that clinical work. So if you want to be a good general dentist um, clinically, USC is a great place to go. Um, We have a lot of patients. Um, And then besides that, I think the professors are just really amazing. Um, The professors really care about you. And um, I mean, one of my professors said, hey, look, if you have questions about kids, you know, in dental school, I'll take you out to lunch. So um, it's no longer this is your professor, but it's more like this is my friend, um, which I think is really cool. They, they They really care about their students. 
Yeah, that's one of the nice things about these professional schools. Like you're a colleague. You're not just like, like obviously you have respect for your faculty because they are so experienced and they might be older or whatever, but like it's much more of like a professional colleague, supportive friendship relationship, like you said. And it it's really nice. It's nice to be kind of finally looked at in that mindset, like you're going to be a doctor soon. Yeah, definitely. 100%. It's uh. It's, it's, a, it's a shift from undergrad, but because in undergrad, you see a professor once a trimester, semester, and you're done with that professor. But here, the professors like follow you throughout the four years. So it's a cool, it's a cool transition from undergrad. Have you been working in like the specialty clinic for ortho at all? Or have you been doing anything to try to like reaffirm that that's what you wanted to pursue to apply to? Yeah. So USC has an ortho residency. They don't uh, allow undergrads to shadow until or dental students to shadow until I think third or fourth year. So what you can do is if you're interested, you can apply for an uh, externship and it's like a two week program where you can go shadow the clinic. Um, They're one of the only specialties that don't really let you kind of just walk in and come shadow. Um, But we've joined, you know, anyone who's interested joined the ortho study club. So guest speakers come and talk. I've shadowed just some orthodontists in my area. Um, but other than that, they, you get the exposure while you're in your classes. So your second year you'll take, um, pediatrics class, you'll take ortho and you'll go into the sim lab and you'll work for two or three weeks or longer. I think it's like a trimester. Sorry. You'll work for a trimester and you'll practice peds cases, or you'll practice how to do retainers and put brackets on. So you get that exposure. And then from there, you can kind of reach out to orthodontists in your area, ask to shadow them, join the study club, um, apply for an externship. Um, but ortho is, I'd say one of the tougher, programs to um, kind of get involved with when you're in dental school compared to pediatrics or oral surgery. I think it's similar at Michigan as well, that certain specialties, they just let you walk up and help out, but other ones you have to kind of do your time for the first couple of years. And then it's an externship situation, but that was really okay. cool that you were saying about your pediatric, like hands-on portion. Cause we mm-hmm. had pediatric lectures and learned about the different like space maintainers and things, but we didn't get like a sin lab option to actually get to work on it and see it. We have Mm -hmm. a rotation in the pediatric clinic next year is third years. And then you might be doing those things with patients, but you don't really do too much like with pedo type ons or anything, which I wish we did because I think it'd be cool. It is, it is cool. Just, just because when I went into dental school, I thought peds all the way. I mean, could have been my baby fever. I knew I wanted like 10 kids. So it could have been that, but I was like peds, peds, peds. And then when I went through the rotation, I was like, mm, you know, now that we're actually doing the work, this is like mini dentistry without the aesthetic component to it. So that was something I didn't know going into dental school, but having that rotation kind of opened my eyes and helped me, you know, realize what it was I was looking for in a career. So um, it is cool that, that SE has that option. Definitely. And I guess one last question, getting to know kind of your background, which I always think is helpful for the pre-dentals listening. When did you figure out you wanted to do dentistry? Yeah. So my parents are both dentists. My mom's a general dentist. My dad's an oral surgeon. Um, my uncle's a dentist. My aunt's a dentist. My cousin's a dentist. So I have, I have a <laughs> wide range of dental dentists in my family. 
Um, so I got introduced to it, you know, the career at a very young age. Um, I really took the time in college though, to figure out what in healthcare I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to help people. I knew that I was creative. Um, <laughs> I thought I was creative until I went to dental school. Um, so I wanted a career where I could work with my hands to aesthetically change someone's appearance. Um, medicine, I guess you have that in plastics, um, but medicine is also a longer road than dentistry, which is something that I considered, you know, I wanted to be a young mom and I, I knew that um, medicine would be a longer road. So I kind of cut medicine out, cut physical therapy out, cut optometry out. So I kind of used, um, I used college, my time in college to kind of narrow hone in on which part of healthcare I wanted to be in. For yeah, me, I, everyone's different. Yeah, no, mine was super similar and not with the dental family members, but also like pursuing at least thinking about all the different elements of healthcare and what really made sense for me. I kind of did also like a process of elimination and then looked further into dentistry and kind of solidified that that was right for me. So I think that's great. It's important to consider everything because then you later on don't have like, oh, maybe I should have done this because you did look into it and give it consideration. Yes. And I still wish that I had done more of that. Um, Again, my parents were in dentistry, so I kind of was biased um, into going into dentistry, but I wish I had taken more time. And that's my biggest, um, advice for pre is to take that time to look at everything. Yeah, for sure. I have a few more questions for you about, um, being, um, soon to be mom in dental school. Is there any way that you think we can like best support our classmates as they're going through pregnancy or having children in school? Yeah. So that's a really great question. Um, because odds are, you know, in everyone's dental class, there's always like one person, at least who you know, gets pregnant and has a baby. Um, I think our class had three, which is, I think more than I'm the third. So it's more that actually had kids in dental school, um, which is more than other schools. I would say helping kind of with notes, um, in the first trimester, Oh, pregnant women are just tired. I mean, I remember any lecture I'd fall asleep. I was so tired. Um, so just helping with notes, um, I think is key is very, very helpful. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I guess all I would, that's really all you you can do. Oh, you, that's the only way you can really help because everything else is lab work and you can't really do someone else's lab work. So I'd say notes, Mm -hmm. um, are, the best way to kind of help. And yeah. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Do you have any like final advice or insight for people that are maybe thinking of starting their family during dental school? I would say that there is never the right time. There's never a perfect time to start a family. I kept looking for that perfect time, but I realized, okay, when I graduate, I'm going to go find work that's not going to be a good time. Um, in dental school, that's not going to be a good time. So especially if you have support, if you have family living around you, that makes things easier. Um, but there's never going to be a right time. So my biggest piece of advice is if you want to be a young mom or dad, um, you shouldn't let, in my opinion, school stop you. You will graduate. They will graduate you and you will get the work done. You'll get the requirements done. Um, 
but time is very, I don't want to say time is limited. That sounds sad, but, um, every year that goes by, it goes by and you can't get that back. And so my, you know, my thinking was that if I have a baby now, I get those extra years with my baby as a young mom. Um, whereas if I wait until after dental school, I might not be able to have three, four kids and that's a permanent decision. So it's never the right time if you're ready and you have the support. Um, and I say, go for it. It's not, it's not a common thing. You're, you're not going to find a lot of people who know um, that was tough for me because I was trying to call people like, has anyone been through this before? What am I getting myself into? I didn't know very many people who, who got pregnant in dental school. So it can be scary because you don't, you don't know what you're getting into. Um, so I'm always available if anyone ever has any questions because I was the one trying to search for people. I was trying to listen to podcasts, trying to find medical professionals who had babies and it was hard to find. So that's why I'm excited to be that resource for other people. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And from my couple classmates, I have one that's also pregnant right now. And then I have some that are married and they're kind of deciding if that's something they'd like to do while we're still finishing up school. But they said one of the things they're most worried about is like conversations with administration. And like you were saying, like, just will I get everything done? Will they give me like how much leave time and everything? How did you navigate that with your faculty and administration? Um, Yeah, so that was that was tough because I don't like missing school. I don't like that's not who I am. I, I don't think anyone in dental school is like that because you worked hard to get there. So you don't, most people in dental school aren't going to have the personality of, I don't care about missing school. Everyone's kind of type A personality. So um, for me, it was tough to, it sounded like, I felt like I was making excuses for why I didn't come to school. I didn't want professors thinking that I wasn't coming because I was taking advantage of the fact that I was pregnant. So for example, I had like a radiology rotation and I was in my first trimester and my doctor said, I don't want you, you know, being exposed. And so telling that to my professor and I could tell she wasn't very happy about that. um, I didn't, I just didn't want that to be an excuse for why I couldn't do it. So I, I struggled with that Um, or, you know, missing class because I was nauseous or missing class because I had ultrasounds. Um, that was difficult. So it is what it is. And I had to do what I had to do. And the school understood. Um, no one's kicked me out yet for missing school, but, um, but it's tough. That's, that was tough for me to, you know, I remember during midterms, I was really sick. Um, I got a cold and I was in my first trimester. I couldn't take any medicine and I commute from Orange County to LA. So I remember emailing my professor the night before being like, I can't come to lab. And I sent her like five apology emails. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want you to think I'm missing because I'm, you know, whatever. Um, so that, that part was tough. Uh, ultimately the school understands though. I mean, again, there's people who get pregnant in dental school, limited amount of people, but people do. So they understand. Um, and then just kind of reaching out to administration to let them know that, you know, you're going to take your maternity leave. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure they're pretty understanding, at least USC, um, whatever your doctor says, however long your doctor says you need to be on leave. Um, I believe they'll give you that time from what I understand. So everyone's understanding, but it's just tough to send those emails and to you know, 
and to especially the male professors who maybe don't know what pregnancy is like. I, I was like, oh, I hope you know, you know what I'm going through. But you know, you don't want to sound whiny all the time, and at least I was worried about sounding sounding whiny all the time. And so, yeah, yeah, I can I can definitely understand that. I'm sure, like you were saying, most people in dental school have those personalities where they they do really care about school and they care about the respect of their faculty and everything. So I understand why that would be a difficult position to be in, but you getting through it. How, uh, how far along are you now in your pregnancy? Yeah. So I'm almost halfway through. I'm at 19 weeks. Oh, that's great. So, yeah. Yeah. So she's, uh, she's coming along. It's a girl. So we're really oh, excited. That's amazing. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. So before, yeah, go ahead, what's yeah. really cool, I just wanted to mention is that my dad actually graduated from SC, um, oral surgery back in 98 and there's a picture of him uh, in his whole graduation garb with me on his shoulders. And I was two years old. And so by the time I graduate, I'll be on the same field that he was on with my one and a half year old girl sitting on my shoulders. So Aww. it was a really cool full circle for us. That is so special. Are you your parents' first child or did they have another kid before you? I'm their first. Yeah, Their first. I'm- okay. Yeah. Oh, yay. That's so special. Uh, That'll be fun to recreate that. (laughs) So before we wrap up, do you have any final advice or closing thoughts for dental students that are listening? Um, For dental students, I, you know, I think I mentioned it, but just pay attention to your strengths, hone in on those and let that motivate you to find whatever your passion is. Yeah, I think that's a great way to sum things up for everyone and give them a hopefully positive and motivational message as they're finishing listening to this episode. Um, And you mentioned you're very willing to be a resource and to help people if they have any questions. What's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, so um, feel free anytime to DM me at uh, polishedtoothoc on Instagram. Perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much. So nice to meet you. You too.